made on Zencaster. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, Stank, Stank. Genius billionaire playboy. You Stank, you Stank. I am Iron Man. Hello and welcome once again to Stark or Stank. My name is Aaron and I'm here with Josh. Hello, I'm here also. <laughs> Dying. By yeah. The sound of it. Yeah. Look, I got. I was born with the worst superpower. I have an immunity to antihistamines. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not kidding. The, the packet says take one daily as needed. I'm at least eight in. <laughs> it's not doing anything. <laughs> well, Maybe the antihistamines do nothing. Maybe you don't need them. Are you you trying to tell me that the antihistamines are causing the problems? (laughs) Maybe. I don't think that's how they work, but I'm not a doctor, so I don't know enough to call you out on it. You know who is a doctor? Ah, is it this strange fellow I keep hearing about? (laughs) He's super strange. He's pretty strange. What a name. That's just his birth name. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if he changed it. Maybe he changed it when he became a doctor. He was like, I want to be Doctor Strange. No, because he he brings up really early on something about that and how no one wants to undergo a procedure known as the Strange uh, strange Procedure. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's... I feel like it it doesn't work in his favor. I think that works against him. But he could have made a mistake. He's like, oh, I want to be Doctor Strange and then figured out that no one wanted that. And he's like, "Uh, whoops. Well, I can't go back now. He is yet another of Marvel's uh, incredibly smart dumbasses. So maybe. For sure. For sure. Uh, Before we get into the talking about and the rankings, uh, what are your (laughs) thoughts? On Doctor Strange, did you, did you like it? Uh, Not like it. So previously, I have enjoyed it. I have enjoyed mm-hmm. it quite a lot. I think it's a solid origin movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've come away from it this time, enjoying it more. Okay, but not like substantially more. Just you know, I, I appreciate this movie for what it is. I think. Mm-hmm. How about you? How are you feeling about Doctor Stranger? Yeah, I still like Strangy. It's uh it's a good it's a good time. It's a it's a fun movie. It's it's also kind of depressing and also fun. Yeah, I love depressing fun. You will find that happen? out next week. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Yes. All right, but this week we're talking about Doctor Strange. Uh now this movie, like a lot of Marvel movies, uh, had a it had quite a run-up to finally being made. A tumultuous production. Yeah, a pre-production. Pre-production. A development? Did we establish development. this? Yes, there we go. Development. That's what we're looking for. Uh, yeah, so uh, Savoy Pictures had the film rights to the character. Do you know about Savoy Pictures? I don't know about Savoy Pictures. Please uh, tell me about Savoy Pictures. Of course you don't know because they went bankrupt. Uh, oh, well, that explains it. They weren't able to get a film off the ground, and uh, they went bankrupt. And then uh, a little company you may have heard of called Sony Pictures had the oh. film rights after that. Also never made a movie. 
and the rights reverted back to Marvel. That does explain that one random Doctor Strange name drop in one of the Spider-Man, one of the Raimi Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I know because Raimi wanted to make a Doctor Strange movie, so he... <laughs> that would never, they would never, ever let that happen, ever. It would be a great <laughs> idea, and they should totally let it happen, but that would never happen. Not these days, definitely no. not, 100%. Sam Raimi, absolutely not. Crazy, you'd be crazy to let that happen. Uh, but yes, between 1986 and 2005, five attempts were made at making a Doctor Strange film. Uh, Bob Gale, the producer of Back to the Future, tried to make one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Cox, uh, the director of Repo Man, tried to make uh-huh. one. Sure. Uh, Wes Craven tried to make a Doctor Strange movie. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm down for that. I'd mm-hmm. like to see what that would be like. I agree. Uh, David Goya is the opposite. That <laughs> would not like to see that. Absolutely not. Get that, that the fuck out of here. That did not happen, but the biggest name that I 150% would have liked to have seen make a Doctor Strange movie is Guillermo del Toro, uh, who was working on a movie uh, in 2008 and uh, was even co-writing it with Neil Gaiman. So Shit! (laughs) Yeah, I know. Oh, sorry, i got to change my pants. That would have been fucking crazy and amazing. You get that tag team doing man thing? Mm-hmm. Oh I think yeah, that would work for sure. For sure, that'd get the same result. I'd need to go into the theater with multiple pairs of pants. <laughs> but unfortunately, it didn't happen. Uh, well, clearly, <laughs> clearly. Uh, but uh, in 2014, uh, there was a, a short list of directors, a bunch of names I don't know. Also, Scott Derrickson. <laughs> yep. Okay. In the end, Scott Derrickson got the job. Uh, he, uh, he was a big fan of Dr. Strange, spent his own money on a concept video that he pitched to Marvel so that he could get the job of the, directing the movie. Wow. Uh, yeah. So here we are now with Dr. Strange. Uh, some names were thrown around. Uh, supposedly Benedict Cumberbatch was the first choice. And he was I mean, the role. you look at his head, he's got a weird looking head, but it's kind of perfect for this character. 100% Especially once you, once you style the hair and the... Given the facial hair, it all it all really works. Yeah, I agree. Otherwise, the, he looks like a non-green Kif Croker. <laughs> sure. Uh, now, uh, now we get to play the game. How good would this movie have been if this person played Doctor Strange? Oh yeah, give me give me some names. Okay, uh, Colin Farrell. Absolutely not. Jake Gyllenhaal. see it sure i could see it happening but he still yeah. just he just even to this day seems younger than he yeah is. yeah he's got a real young uh vibe he's got a young vibe yeah not like us no exactly uh tom hardy weird weird but yeah. i can dig it uh ethan hawk okay so there's a couple of things that i need to point out about this specifically i i watched the gag reel for any of these that I'm watching on Disney Plus because the gag reel's often there. Mm-hmm. And Benedict Cumberbatch in some of these like outtakes is making faces that make him look just like Ethan Hawke. <laughs> and it's fucking uncanny. Uh, so the, okay. the fact that you mentioned Ethan Hawke here, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can see that 100%. I, yep, totally. All right. Uh, well, it's a totally for Ethan Hawke. What about Oscar Isaac? Uh, ooh. 
that's an interesting that's an interesting uh name to throw out there i could i could see it it'd be odd with what we've got now but yeah i'd be yeah. down to experiment with that sure yeah definitely could have done it you know who wouldn't have done it who 100% if we're talking about 150% definitely not jared leto <laughs> no jared leto is a man i'm told can act <laughs> and <laughs> i've seen him act and he can but never in, in anything... certain movies yeah like it has to be a specific role and it can never be the main role no like well, he, he's fine getting the shit kicked out of him in, in Fight Club, and he's fine being a weird, creepy old dude in Blade Runner twenty, whatever twenty forty nine. Dallas it? Buyers Club. He's great in that movie. Yeah, sure. But like, he's not like a main dude, dude. You know? Sure. I get what you're saying. He's also a bad Joker. Um, now, you said this was uh, attempted five times, correct? Yes. I would like to add a sixth onto that list simply mm-hmm. because uh, you're aware of Full Moon uh, films, Full Moon features, yes? Mm, not really, no. Okay, so they're the uh, the distributor behind such classic horror franchises as Puppet Master. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Wish, Wishmaster as well, I think. Okay. Anyway, um... The dude who owned that distributor really wanted to make a Doctor Strange movie, Mm -hmm. but they could never afford the rights. So in 1992, they made as close an approximation of Doctor Strange as they could with Doctor Mordred. Uh, It's it's like (laughs) the weird off-brand Doctor Strange that you never knew you wanted. And you know who plays the title character? Matthew McConaughey. No, that'd be fucking strange. No, uh, Jeffrey Combs, the reanimator himself. Okay. <laughs> and I haven't seen this movie in full, but I've seen bits and pieces, and I'm, like, I kind of dig it. Mm-hmm. Kind of dig what it's going for. And it sounds like it was the most successful attempt to make one of these fucking Doctor Strange movies, and it wasn't even a Doctor Strange, a Doctor Strange movie. movie. All right, then. Well, Matthew McConaughey was also in the running. <laughs> Wait, you weren't throwing that out as a joke? No, he wasn't. What in the, the running. fuck? He was a name. I'm just going to rush through these other ones and you say yes or no. You just say yes or no. Ewan McGregor. Yes. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Justin Theroux. Uh, no. John Hamm. No. Johnny Depp. No. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. All right. Benedict Cumberbatch was the first choice and was offered the lead role of Stephen Strange, but he initially had to decline due to his theatre commitments playing William Shakespeare's Hamlet, which clashed with the film's proposed shooting date. The release date was pushed back from July to November 20... From July 2016 to November 2016, he was able to commit to shooting. When that happened, Joaquin Phoenix was the studio's (laughs) second choice for the lead role. Okay, that's fucking weird. I don't like that. (laughs) No, same. After a few months of deliberation... Uh, eventually turned down the offer due to his reluctance to do a multi-picture deal. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's a weird reason to n- not do that, I guess, but sure. I don't know. Yeah, you'd, yeah. Joaquin no, you Phoenix seems to... like a strange guy. Well, yeah, but, you know, you, you don't want to commit to... You don't want to like commit Tom to Hardy's a constant done. paycheck. Yeah, uh, it... well, look. <laughs> look, you can never really tell where these things are going to end up. You just gotta... Exactly. Hedge your bets and hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. So, 
yeah, it's it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing, I guess. Depends yeah. how popular it is. Um, what is it with all these British act? Like every British actor has some sort of like stage commitment to be in a Shakespeare thing at once every fucking. Six oh yes, yeah. of course. Like of course. no, no, I got to go act in Macbeth, otherwise I'm going to age all at once. <laughs> sure. Every British actor is cursed to be in Shakespeare forever. We'll talk about some more uh, trivia later. I thought you were going to say we're going to talk about some more curses later, and I got very excited. (laughs) But for now, we'll talk about the plot of Doctor Strange. Uh, This comes from marvelcinematicuniverse.fandom.com slash wiki slash doctor underscore strange underscore in brackets film. Pay us. Oh, but before we start on the actual film, Mm. fanfare. Fanfare. Oh, yes. Well, we haven't even started the movie. Yeah, I guess this doesn't mention that. Yes, so uh, this is the first Marvel Studios movie to feature the new Marvel Studios logo slash fanfare composed by Michael Giacchino at the start of the film. Michael Giacchino also scores this film. Yeah, and uh, that would be the last we'd see of him in the MCU, I'm sure. Uh, could you imagine if they gave him like a, like a, something to direct? Like a weird horror thing that yeah. just kind of came out of fucking nowhere? No, that'd be wild and that'd awesome. Be- Crazy. Absolutely insane. I don't even know why I bought it up. He hasn't directed anything before ever. Yeah, he's not a director. He's a composer, right? Yeah. Composed the music for such things as Ratatouille. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. In Kathmandu, Nepal, a group of rogue sorcerers infiltrate the Kamataj, an enclave that is known only to the masters of the mystic arts. After beheading the librarian, the group's leader, Caecilius, steals a forbidden ritual from a book owned by his former mentor, the Ancient One. As the zealots escape through a portal to London, the Sorcerer Supreme traps them in a mirror dimension that is invisible to the public. She takes down several zealots but fails to stop Caecilius and his surviving followers from escaping with the ritual. Yep, that's the beginning of the movie. Yep. Um, I like how this uh, really just starts with a bang. You've got intrigue. There's like ancient, vaguely Eastern temples, robed cultists, magic and shit. A dude gets his fucking head chopped off immediately. That's uh, a, and they make like a big deal out of it too. He's the fucking librarian, and he's and fucking just... strung up by magic to do this. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? Just like, can't you just sneak in? Like, why, why you got to make a big deal about it? Why, why you got to kill the librarian, yo? Yeah, um, exactly. There, there is a moment here where, uh, had I seen, had I been seeing this for the first time, I would be like, is this like a flashback? Is this like an actual ancient times? Because there's no real indicator of it not being, you know ancient times until they go through a fucking portal and bam it's modern day oh, it okay, is sure. shit's happening and mm-hmm. uh magic exists in the real world now fun <laughs> all right there you go uh yes this this whole opening intro thing is fun and then that the little fight scene in the mirror dimension also fun it's yeah. uh, it's a good time that mirror fractal effect is fucking mm-hmm. sick yep uh, and, uh, my last note about this opening section, I really like the mystic tome props. They do really good old books. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I, love I don't know why book. they can't just put them on shelves. I don't know why they have to be like 
chained up to a no, fence. Shut up, shut up about their chain <laughs> shelf system. It's fucking cool, okay? Just what, you can't make shelves? What the, the fuck? No, shelves are for the normal books. You, you put the cool books in the chain shelves. Oh, okay. You gotta change that, chain that too, shit up. They're too powerful for a normal shelf. They must be chained. <laughs> they they get must a book. be bound. They get a book and they're like, no, this is too fucking cool to put on a shelf. Okay, look, I've got some fucking cool looking books, but none of them are as cool looking as anything you'd find in the the Kamataj library. The chain section. (laughs) No, no, that's a different thing. Where are your chain books? Uh, In the back. You must be just told to enter. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah, um, it's a pretty cool way to start the movie. I like it. Yeah. Elsewhere in New York City. Stephen Strange is an acclaimed doctor and neurosurgeon working at Metro General Hospital, but he's also very arrogant and cares only for the wealth and success his talents bring. One night, as he travels to give a guest talk, he's involved in a car crash after diverting his attention from the road. Although he survives, his hands are badly injured, necessitating the insertion of metal pins into them. As a result, they continuously tremble, leaving Strange barely able to write his name, ending, ending his career. His former lover and co-worker, Christine Palmer, tries to help him move on, but Strange is desperate to heal his injuries and harshly orders her to leave him alone. <laughs> leave me I mean, alone. I mean, not not incorrect, but I feel like there's some context missing there. Some, sure. some texture to that conversation. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> if it, the car crash happens and then uh, and then he's like... Kind of sad for what did they do? It's very sad. But it took a little while to find you. (laughs) You really did. I wanted to really make it sad. (laughs) I want to make everyone cry. (laughs) You just okay. So no funny bits this week. Uh, The 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 machine is only doing depression. Congratulations, folks. I don't know. Someone found it funny. (laughs) 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 Oh, okay. Okay, you, you brought it back around. <laughs> yeah, this um the 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 spiral into depression is very, very sad and very, very real. Yeah. Uh back to back to my joke. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if uh he had the crash and then it was like, Oh, what'd they do? And then uh she's like, You you need to get over it and he's like, Leave me alone and then she just leaves. <laughs> Yeah, just no, no real drama, no build up to it. Just, just it's the fuck, entire. Just leave me, God, leave me alone. Leave me alone. And then that's the movie. Roll credits. <laughs> credits. Man is sad. End movie. Uh. Anyway, that's uh. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It, it sure does. I will. I've I will say. Uh, uh. Yeah. So strange knows his music. It's just <laughs> Chuck, like a random thing. I guess. Chuck Mangione, man. Uh, it's just like, I guess this is trying to set up that he, he, he knows everything. He's he remembers stuff a, really well. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's got a photographic memory. I'm not sure how music. exactly that helps. With, yeah, exactly. With music, but <laughs> you know, he, it, it's supposed to be used as shorthand for like, he, he knows a lot of stuff and he remembers a lot of right. stuff and he's good at, he's good at knowing things. Mm-hmm. Um, but still Chuck Manjo. Chuck Mangione's a weird pull. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, a musician I know solely from King of the Hill. 
times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. It's not just me. I'm not the it's weird not one. It's just you, no. Uh, my first note for this section is Dr. Stephen Strange, MD, PhD, D-bag. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like he's that big of a D-bag. <laughs> kind in... of. Like, he, he is uh, up himself justifiably yes. so. Like, we, we are shown that he has the skills. Like, he's mm-hmm. good and he knows he's good. Right. But he's a bit too knowing of how good he is, you know? He's he's got the Tony Starkness, you know, but I I not not as douchey, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like Tony Stark's a playful douche. Um, mm. Strange, genuinely like he seems genuinely mean at times, not unwarranted. Because mm. he does, like, have to go save another doctor's patient that the doctor's uh, well, about that's to harvest. A, yeah, that's Oregon the other strong. thing. Like, how do you not know somebody is still alive? Uh, shit, man. I'm not a doctor, so I could <laughs> I could not know someone's alive real easily. <laughs> I'm sure you just check for a pulse, right? Like, that's... It can't be that well, hard. Well, yeah, no. It, it's not so much that he wasn't alive. They um, pronounced brain death, didn't they? And brain death, <laughs> That's a thing, brain death and death, yeah, brain death and death are not the same thing. But but strange says uh, you, you pronounced him dead at the wrong time or whatever. So like uh, either way, he's still saying he's dead. So wouldn't well, you yeah. still check for a pulse? Well, no. Well, what they're doing is because he's practically brain dead, they're going to take him off life support and then harvest his organs when he actually dies. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I I'm do not listen. a doctor either. <laughs> Let's just move on. I'm just saying he was still alive. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, he, de- he definitely was still alive, and he had the chance to survive that. Um, I do just have a note here that's, God, he's just Tony Stark Medical Edition. <laughs> Pretty much. I will say he... He's he, a bit pointier. He hugs strangers just like I do. Uh, he, that woman goes to give him a hug, and <laughs> he just, like, just gives like, away. A, side, a side hug. Yeah. I mean, he's also a doctor in a hospital. The last place you want to be touching people. Is is it? I don't want to touch people at a hospital. Everyone's sick there. Uh, but if you're a doctor, you kind of have to touch people. Cause... Uh, yeah, but that's why you like turn away when people hug you. Like, you don't want to touch them unnecessarily. People are gross, Again, man. whether they're sick or not, I don't want to hug anyone. <laughs> that's my point. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, point taken. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, Strange without facial hair is also weird. Yeah, well, it's just better to cover batches, isn't it? I forgot that was a thing, that he just didn't have that at the beginning of the movie. It's literally just better to cover batch, and yes, he is a weird-looking guy, but you don't have to keep saying it. (laughs) Kiff Croker-looking motherfucker. (laughs) They really really do rush this beginning part to, to get him to the accident. It's like... Yeah, he's he's kind of douche. I I feel I don't feel like they really douche him up enough. He, he needs like when he's a dick later on, and and he has the argument uh, with Christine. Yeah. Um, um. Well, he's just kind of a run of the mill, um, like arrogant jerk. He's yeah. not a bad guy necessarily, but you can right. tell he's like very much doing his own thing for his own reasons. Doesn't really care about other people too much. Uh, and like the way he talks about patients on the phone 
before the incident, all that sort of stuff sort of illustrates that. It doesn't do a great job, but it sets him up somewhat. It's definitely like- his post-crash actions and behavior that cement him as, oh man, fuck this guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I do like the the mention of uh, experimental... What was it? Experimental armor? Or, experimental armor. Someone was injured with exper- experimental armor. So I guess it's like this, this intro sort of takes place during Iron Man 2? I have Times? always kind of assumed that because like the first place your mind might go would be Rhodey because mm-hmm. that just happened in Civil War. Right. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like if if Stephen Strange was being offered an, a job to fix an Avenger, that's a job mm. he would take. That's some high-profile shit. That'll get him on the news. Yeah, exactly. But uh, some army, or was it like Marine Colonel, who snaps mm. his spine turning 180 degrees in a fucking hemorrhoid? Right. Yeah, no one wants to hear about that. Justin Hammond's fucking lethal. Don't touch that with a 10-foot pole. Um, Before the fucking car crash... There's a little sequence of Strange getting ready to go to this uh, this talk that he's going to be presenting at. Yeah. And I'm not a watch guy, right. but that drawer of watches that he pulls out with all the little spinning display cases and shit mm-hmm. makes me want to reconsider not being a watch you guy. You want to be a watch guy? I kind of do. Just so do. you can have a spinny thing? I'm, a spinny thing uh, is very persuasive. It's hypnotic <laughs> almost. <laughs> Uh, fair enough. I mean, if you if go for it, be your so, watch guy. Uh, so yeah, we get we get the phone call uh, while he's on his way to this talk, mm. and it gives him a few different cases that he could pick up. One being the marine colonel with spinal injury from experimental armor. There were yeah. two others, and I was listening and trying to think if there were references to anything, but nothing really stood out. No, I, uh, I one was like a lady being struck by lightning. And it affected her, like, a chip in her brain to help with schizophrenia. And I don't know if that's a thing. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. But this is all just to show that Strange cares more about his own personal or professional regard than uh, human lives. So, yeah, kind of a dirtbag. Um, but lucky him, he's about to have a life-changing experience thanks to something incredibly mundane. It's texting and driving, more or less. Yeah. How do you feel yeah. about the uh, the crash? That's that's they sure did crash that car. <laughs> well, I I meant more specifically the CG of inside the crash. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I like the slow motion sort of thing, and like the, I mean, just don't see his hands get crushed, but the implications there, and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They show just enough for the you know, brain to do the rest of it. Just be yeah, like, oh, exactly. God. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, but then, you know, it, it turns into a CG car and flips down a hill. And um, it's kind of it's a little cartoony, but uh, yeah. it works. Well, that, yeah, I've got Crash CG's a bit eh, but the last second hand close-up makes me wince. And oh, God, the hands, yeah. which is the hand reveal with all the pins in them. Mm-hmm. I yeah. hate that. It's, uh, yeah, it's rough. <laughs> they, they, they made sure you knew his hands his, are fucked. His hands are mega fucked. Super There's no coming fucked. back from this. Uh, what did they do? Great question. They botched it. They de- 100%. Uh, 
It's uh, not great for you. I wonder if they did it on purpose. So, like, let's just fuck this guy. Let's just okay, put some the, metal God, pins in his hand. He's such a jerk. He deserves this. Shouldn't be texting and driving the cunt. What an asshole. I do like that um, when Christine's trying to console him, he's like, look, no one could have done any better. It's, it's the best they could have done. And he's like, I could have done better. Yeah. It's very sad. It's very pathetic. But also, fuck you. <laughs> Dick. But also, he could be right. Yeah, he's, he might be right. Uh, and then we have our depression montage. <laughs> we get the depression montage, yes. Where he's going uh, to his physio and he's going to see different doctors. And then he gets the ironic treatment from other doctors who are like, this is an impossible job. Absolutely not. I have to think of my reputation. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's like, haha. Now the gloves on the other hand, fucko. Suck shit, bro. Yeah, even when we're meant to feel sad for him, Strange is a relentless piece of shit. He calls his fucking physio bachelor's degree like that's something to be ashamed of. Right. Well, after much trying experimental surgeries on his hand, using up all his money and resources, Strange seeks out Jonathan Pangborn, a paraplegic who mysteriously was able to walk again. Pangborn directs Strange to the secret compound Kamataj, where he is taken in <laughs> by another sorcerer under the ancient one, Carl Mordo. Carl? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I forgot. I thought it was, wasn't it Baron? I thought Bar- he's... Baron's a title, you fucko. No, but I thought his name was actually Baron. No, well, he's not a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Baron Carl Mordo. Carl Amadeus Mordo. <laughs> Wait, we should have really just gone with Amadeus. <laughs> really? Should have. Um, yes. The, there you go. Car- good old Carl Mordo over here. Uh, the Ancient One shows Strange her power, revealing the astral plane and other dimensions, such as the mirror dimension. Strange begs her to teach him, and she eventually agrees, despite his arrogance, which reminds her of Cassilius. Man, it's totally normal of you, Stephen, to walk up to a guy mid-basketball game and initiate conversation by reciting his entire medical history. <laughs> what a cool and normal thing of you to do, Doctor Strange. Hey, I uh, I read your file. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't even start like that. He starts with the name and then like the case file number, as if that's a thing that someone just remembers. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's such a fucking specific <laughs> thing to call out. And Pangborn's just like, what? <laughs> uh, Why is who? this homeless guy talking to me? Someone get this bum away from me. Uh, for a guy with no money, Strange gets to Nepal real fast. Yeah. Um. So he has that argument with Christine. Mm-hmm. And um, she says that he spends his money uh, just as fast as he earns it. How much money does this guy earn? Because he's got, like, a nice car. Well, he had a nice car. And, uh, and you know, he's a pretty decent apartment. Uh, if he's spending his money as, as fast as he earns it, he must be getting paid. Well, he, he's, what, like a specialist neurosurgeon? Mm. They get paid quite a lot. Uh, and he's a high-profile one. I assume he's written things that he gets royalties from. I don't know. Sure. Uh, and he's got, you know, speaking engagements, so he's obviously been booked for things and probably paid for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's feasible that as a specialist surgeon, he's he's quite wealthy. He has enough to get to Nepal. 
I guess so. But yeah, she finishes that conversation by saying, and now you're spending it and at the same rate without, oh no, you're spending it even faster and you're not even making any back. Right. You can't work because you're not, a, well, you are a doctor technically. <laughs> you can't you really st- be a doctor. You don't stop being a doctor just because you can't do it anymore. <laughs> well, that brings up a line later that the ancient one, like when the ancient one and uh, Strange have their meeting, she calls him Mr. Strange, an ongoing uh, thing in this movie. And he mm. corrects her with doctor, actually. And she responds with, no, not anymore, surely. <laughs> and that's like maybe the coldest, most ruthless thing said to anyone in these films. Just the way she says it. Everything whole... said in Kamataj is <clears throat> so passive aggressive. The whole... Look, every conversation between the Ancient One and Strange is uh, fucking amazing. You're a man looking at the world through a keyhole. And you spent your whole life trying to widen that keyhole, to see more, to know more. And now, on hearing that it can be widened in ways you can't imagine, you reject the possibility. No, I reject it because I do not believe in fairy tales about chakras or energy or the power of belief. There is no such thing as spirit. We are made of matter nothing more you're just another tiny momentary speck within an indifferent universe you think too little of yourself i very disagree good. i think he thinks too much of himself but yes <laughs> it is very good dialogue uh yeah every every scene with them is is fucking great uh i, I love both of them together um yeah they and, play off each other really nicely yeah um i i like the convenient hooded stranger Carl Mordo is just hanging around <laughs> hearing uh, <clears throat> hearing crippled Dr. Stephen Strange ask about Kamataj in Nepal. Mm-hmm. You're right. Do you think they just walk around, you know, keeping their uh, ear to the ground, waiting to see if someone mentions Kamataj? And they're just like, ha, shit, someone's asking. Let's get some recruiters out there. <laughs> and then I just guess. hope. And then just hope that the moment they get mugged for their last cent, <laughs> they can step in and, you know, save them mm-hmm. with some fucking gratitude points. Yeah. Uh, now, n- another piece of trivia. Uh, the uh, earthquake in Nepal happened uh, after oh. they had scouted and approved the lo- locations. Uh, but, but before they started filming, uh, it destroyed some of the locations they had planned on shooting. Derrickson and Cumberbatch agreed that it would be beneficial to still shoot there as a terror. I was going to say terrorism dollars. Oh my god! (laughs) No, no, no. The other thing (laughs) could only help the local economy, as did the hiring of locals as extras and crew members. Oh well, that's that's nice to be thinking of them in that capacity. Yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, And yeah, I was going to say. It looked like a lot of that stuff was filmed on location, which, as we've talked about mm-hmm. with stuff like uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, does give the film a more grounded, real vibe. It doesn't yeah. feel like someone's just acting on a screen. All the Nepal stuff is really nice. Like, it's extremely... Well, this whole movie's pretty nice to look at. It's a it, has some, movie. it has some visuals, uh, yeah. many of which are on display in this little segment that we've covered, as Tilda Swinton throws... Benedict Cumberbatch through time and space. <laughs> uh, uh, strange. I've just put strange. No fighty man. <laughs> I guess that's that's what he ch- attempts I, to punch that guy. That is that is like quite the summation of what I've got written here, which is not sure this fight would have gone much better even if he didn't leave yeah. with his mangled hands. Yeah, exactly. 
He's a doctor, damn it. Uh, and the, of course, we get the uh, the what do you call it? The the misdirect of uh, him thinking that the the dude is <laughs> the, the very one. clearly old Asian mystic dude. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I've just put here a woman in my camouflage. <laughs> it's more likely than you think. Crazy. Uh, I, I do like Tilda Swinton as the ancient one. She's just the kind yes. of like weird, otherworldly-looking presence that mm. could reasonably portray someone just called the ancient one. Yep. That said, it is a bit odd that in this very heavily Eastern mysticism sort of themed vibe, that only one man, one person in this whole main cast is Asian. Yeah. That's so, a bit well, weird. Well, I don't know. I di- so when I was looking up trivia. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Scott Derrickson wanted the ancient one to be an Asian woman, but felt that it would be perspe- perceived as exploiting a- Asian fetish and a fanboy's dream girl. Uh, he decided to cast a non-Asian actor in the role, but to still take the opportunity to cast an amazing actress in a male role. He thus wrote the role of the ancient one, especially for Tilda Swinton, feeling that she was the obvious choice for such a mystical and mysterious role. Um, and then I read another quote from him that I didn't put here, but it's basically like he he hired, he wanted Wong to be Asian still. Yeah, so, well, I mean... His name's Wong. Obviously, but... It'd be fucking weird if it wasn't. <laughs> He's still... I don't know. He that, that, look, That's the quote. He was like, yeah, we still need... So, someone's got to be Asian in this fucking movie. There, there is an argument to be made that a relatively uh, major character in the Doctor Strange mythos is being... Wait, is the ancient, is the ancient one human in the comics? I believe I think they so. are. I believe so. And, and they're like just your typical sort of Asian mysticism. Yes. Old wizard man, right? Right, yeah. I'm fine with them doing something completely different. And as I said, Tilda Swinton is kind of the perfect person to put in that role. Mm-hmm. But I think to sort of alleviate any accusations of whitewashing for the role, you right. kind of need to inject a little bit of more, a bit more worldly culture to the rest of Kamataj rather than having it be very, very uh, Eastern mysticism. Right. Like, put some put some Celtic stuff in there, put some <laughs> just other stuff from around the world. Make it a, a, a big melting pot of yeah. a, ancient mysticism from all over the world. And yeah, not that's just, a good point. Like, that, I feel like that was the way to do that while still having Tilda Swinton be the ancient one. So before they landed on Tilda Swinton, apparently there were three names thrown around for the Ancient One. Yeah. Let me know what you think of Morgan Freeman. Yep, I'm into it. Ken Watanabe. Sure. Bill Nye. Like, wait, hang on. Like the science guy? No. (laughs) Oh, Bill Nye. Yes. That's a different person. Still pronounce it nigh. Do you? Yes. Is that how it's pronounced? Because I've always heard it pronounced Bill Nye. Uh, I have not heard the extra E. That's that's the only way my brain can differentiate the two. Otherwise, I assume <laughs> he's talking about Bill Nye, the science guy. No. 
Uh, yeah, I could get behind that. That one would be a bit too white. <laughs> sure. I, guess. I do like though that we're going. We've got a woman, ancient one, mm-hmm. and we've got a black Baron Mordo. Mm-hmm. Like Baron Mordo is a character that no one gives a fuck about in the nope. comics. Uh, when you think of Doc Strange, who do you think of as <clears throat> villains? Hey, what if not I tell Baron, you? Well, I guess kind of Baron Mordo, but not. What really. if I tell you? Mm. They still don't. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. Hey. Hey, he's still around. He's got more movies under his belt than most villains do. But he's not, he didn't even really get to be a villain at all. He's like, yeah, he had like. (laughs) Sure didn't, but he's still got more movies under his belt than most villains do. Sure. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Baron Mordo is like the, the classic anti-Strange, but he is not the villain that people think of when you think of Doctor Strange. That will right, yeah. come later, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, I, I like when they take characters that are established in the comics, but no one really cares too much about them, so they feel like they've got a bit more free reign to do whatever they want with them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Baron Mordo's cool. I like him in this. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Chiwetel Edge of Four uh, is... Thank you. <laughs> A fucking legend. Thank you for saying the name. The bad guy got... in in Serenity. Great movie. Everyone what? should watch Wait, it. Wait, what? Yeah. Really? I'm telling, dude. I'm telling you. Watch fucking Firefly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll get that. Um, yeah. No, he's he, he makes a great villain when he gets to be a villain. Uh. Yep. Yeah. No, I could buy that. There's moments in this that I could totally buy that. Um. Going back to the bit that we just synopsized. What's in the tea? It's just tea. It's just tea. <laughs> little honey. <laughs> and this yeah, is after like, he's like flown yeah. through space and time. And Okay, mm. there's some really fucking cool visuals in this movie. There's oh, a yeah, lot there of is. like kaleidoscope shit, very groovy mm-hmm. colors. Yeah. There's fucking horror baby hands. Uh, I've just put a- here, yeah, creepy shit. A world of strange body parts and hands on fingers and hands. Yeah, I've my notes go colors in all caps, followed by nightmare grabby hands, followed by <laughs> nightmare finger hands, <laughs> and then his face is made up of hands, mm-hmm. so, and then falling into a pupil. I've yeah paraphrased this entire sequence, <laughs> uh, culminating in some Dormammu shadowing. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's all very fucking cool and uh, very well made and shot, and uh, you know. <laughs> Lots of good CG. Capped off by uh, the ancient one being like, have you seen that in a gift shop? <laughs> right. Uh, and then uh, she kicks him out. She's like, get the fuck out. And then he's like, no, no. I, I, I need it. I need more of that tea. <laughs> Give me more tea. It'll fix my hands. Uh-huh. And they let him back in. We get we get the little the fall backwards through the door when the door opens. Yeah, Stranger's pathetic little thank you after thank he rolls you. backwards. <laughs> it's very good. Followed by the uh, Wi-Fi password joke. Ah uh, yes, um, assumption subverted. Kamataj has Wi-Fi. They're <laughs> yes. not savages. They're not savages. Come on. Yeah. Very and, um, good. It's at this point I think the movie like the movie's sort of. Hand over it a couple of times, focused on it a little bit here and there. 
But this is the point where we get some hyper focus on Strange's uh, last watch. I assume it's his last. I assume he had to sell all his other watches to afford this fucking trip. Probably. But his last watch, which is a broken gift from Christine. Mm-hmm. And we've got a bunch of notes here just saying, time's a running theme in the film, but the watch also symbolizes a bunch of things. The watch and time is very important, and we'll get back to this uh, near the end. Yes. Strange begins his tutelage under the Ancient One and Mordo and learns from the ancient books in the library, which is now protected by the Master Wong. It is explained that Earth is protected from other dimensions by a spell formed from three buildings called called Sanctums, found in New York City, London, and Hong Kong. The task of the sorcerers is to protect the Sanctums, though Pangborn chose to forgo this responsibility in favor of channeling energy into walking again. Strange will have to decide between regaining the use of his hands and defending the world. Um, the implication there being that if Pangborn had stayed, he'd be casting spells in a wheelchair, I imagine? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I've never thought about that before. <laughs> uh, I've put here the movie's well shot, even outside of the mystical stuff. It's just a very good looking movie. Um, here's a question: She, he, Strange is like trying to do his sling ring thing, mm-hmm. and he's like, "But my hands!" and and then the ancient one's like, she calls over uh, Master Hamir, and he yep. comes over, and he he doesn't have a hand. He sure does, doesn't. Does it? <laughs> Um, and I've written here, is Master Hamir's only job to demonstrate that you don't need hands to new people? Like, Because that's the only thing he does in the movie. You don't see him hardly ever. This is his big This is his big moment. He's, he, oh, he's fi- there. fucking finally. Oh, yes, I'm he, coming. All right, all right, he, I'm here. He's there specifically to demonstrate this and also to Razal Ghul people when they walk in. <laughs> right, yeah. Instead of Liam Neeson, you think it's Ken Watanabe. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because racism. My big moment. <laughs> oh, everyone gets to think I'm the boss. Sick. I get to sit in the big chair. Oh, good. Uh, we also get a fucking Caecilius threat reminder 30 minutes into the film. Right. Yeah. He's He's been gone a while. He has been gone exactly 30 minutes at that point, I believe. <laughs> um... Uh, let's see. Hey, what while while Strange is getting trained, um, someone refers to him as Mr. Strange. I think it is actually Wong who calls him Mr. Strange. Mm-hmm. And it's like his first little step into humility where he doesn't correct it. Well, he does correct him. But he doesn't correct him in the way that he has been this entire movie so far. He says, Stephen, please. He doesn't say doctor. Right. He's like, no, no, it's just Stephen. Yeah. Whereas we have Wong, like Adele or Aristotle. Drake. Do we know how much time passes here? It's implied to be a lot. Uh, Mm. We don't know exactly how much, but if we take the frame of time as like his car crash happening around Iron Man 2, which Mm. was when? 2011? Jesus fuck, yes. A while ago. Yep. Mm -hmm. So if we take that as 2011. And the film is happening in 2016, at, like when it ends, mm-hmm. about five, maybe six years. Damn, it's a long time to be at Kamataje. Well, yeah, but I mean, those dumb British kids hang out at Hogwarts for six years, so fuck it, why not? 
Yeah, it's just school. I don't even th- those kids don't even have Wi-Fi. Yeah. You gotta fuck Savages. around playing Quidditch and shit. Harry Potter's a fucking savage. And like trying to liberate fucking slave elves or some shit. I don't know, man. Those books are a blur. How many people has the Ancient One killed on Everest? <laughs> Look, the fact <laughs> the fact that she comes back and Mordo's like, oh not again. <laughs> <laughs> implies it has to have happened at least once. A person can last for 30 minutes before suffering permanent loss of function. Great. But you'll likely go into shock within the first two. What? What? That <laughs> <laughs> just fucking bounces. And then... <laughs> she just dips. <laughs> <laughs> She's just oh. waiting there for him. Uh, but she's seen the future. She knows. Well, yeah, she's she's seen a lot. She knows a lot. Uh, I do love that Mordo's just like, oh, God, not again. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? We can't keep doing this. <laughs> she leaves him there and she goes back after a while and just has to, like, throw the body off the mountain. <laughs> I like to imagine that every time it's a different, like, horrible extreme, it's like, oh, this time I've dropped you at Everest. Oh, this time you're in the fucking Sahara. Good luck. <laughs> well, oh, you're whoops, at the I- bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Whoops, I just dropped you straight into a volcano. I didn't even think about that one. Space. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Just a space. (laughs) They just float there. Just immediately suffocating, eyes bulging. (laughs) Uh, Very good. Um, he, uh, He has a shave. That's a very clean shave for someone with shaky hands. He yeah, use magic for that. He seems like he's not super impressed. Like he's got to keep the goatee because he just he just can't get all of it. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know, that's a pretty slick goatee. Yeah, he did a good job. Uh, I like uh, we we get uh, he goes to meet Wong and uh, uh, we get the, the nice banter there between those uh, building the relationship. Beyonce and yeah, then Adele, Aristotle, Adele, yeah, it's, it's Eminem. And uh, later on, uh, Wong's actually listening to Beyonce while while Strange is stealing books behind him. (laughs) Yes, he's distracted. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, Oh, fuck. I have an amazing thing. Sorry, I've only just realized this. mm. My note for being put on top of a mountain. Dropped in the deep end, or should I say the steep end? Whoa. Good night, folks. I gotta go. I peaked. (laughs) Great oh, stuff. at least Scott likes it. <laughs> he likes a lot of things, though. Yeah, Don't take he doesn't his like when people as... go inside him. Uh, he does not. I don't have that <laughs> that sound clip, unfortunately, this week. <laughs> <laughs> Just use your imagination. So yeah, uh, we got the sick new man goatee. We got try me Beyonce, followed by Wong. Really does Wong loves Beyonce? He does. Yeah, he acts like he doesn't know who the fuck uh, Steven's talking about. But he mm. loves her. He um, I like Benedict Wong as Wong. He's James. He's an he's a highlight of the MCU even to this day. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Anytime Wong shows up, everyone's like, "Fuck yeah, Wong! I love Fuck this." Yeah, Wong. Also, it's just fun that Benedict Wong gets to play a character named Wong. <laughs> crazy! It's crazy casting. Did that? I wonder if they would. They just had the name Wong, and they just. Went to Google and they were like, actors with last name Wong. And then, oh, wow, okay. 
<laughs> we got to get someone named Wong so it doesn't seem overtly racist. <laughs> it's his last no, name. You can't blame not, us. Not like that Harry Potter chick, Cho Chang. <laughs> that one is racist. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, look at the author. You yeah, I'd really... rather not. <laughs> I like um, I like Doctor Strange's visual evolution. We go from his like kind of shitty grey tattered robes while he's got his hobo haircut and beard, mm-hmm. and then when he shaves, he's got the slick new look. He's got the like nice prim and proper blue apprentice robes. It's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I like his uh, his costume, his robes that he ends up wearing. It's great. I think the the costuming overall, the costumes and props, very very nice in this movie. I agree. Strange advances quickly over several months, even secretly reading from the forbidden text and learning to bend time with the mystical eye of Agamotto. Mordo and Wong warn Strange against using such power and breaking the laws of nature, comparing his arrogant yearning for power to that of Caecilius, who believes that everyone should live as long as the Ancient One after the deaths of his loved ones. Uh, Caecilius and his followers use the stolen pages to begin summoning the powerful Dormammu of the Dark Dimension, where time does not exist and all can live forever. To ensure Dormammu's arrival, Caecilius and his followers begin targeting the Sanctums, firstly destroying the London Sanctum, which accidentally sends Strange from Kamataj to the New York Sanctum. Caecilius and the Zealots then clash there, where Strange holds them off with the mystical cloak of levitation until Mordo and the Ancient One arrive. Okay, so couple things. Mm-hmm. We're almost 40 minutes later, we get our villain check-in. Our proper yeah. villain check-in. We're not just talking about him. We're, Ooh, spooky guy he, doing stuff He's there. The he's here and his fucking eyeshadow is intense. I put... Oh, actually, no, I haven't written anything. But I put Mordo's intense. Chill the fuck out. Uh, Mordo is intense. <laughs> this is during, I assume, like the, the, the sparring battle. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's Which, what it cool is. Cool scene. I really like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get some villain exposition given by a current mentor slash future nemesis, or hopefully future nemesis. Who knows right. at this point? Um, uh, I mean that that scene got deleted from the from uh, that other movie. So yeah, oh God, it sure. Who did. knows? Um, you know what didn't get deleted is the staff of the Living Tribunal. That's still there. Yeah, the fucking mention of the Living Tribunal in 2016. Wild. Well, um, uh. Recently, you've been talking about Brother Voodoo. Oh, yeah, I have. I'll always talk about Brother Voodoo. <laughs> uh, so, um, Strange's predecessor as the master of the New York Sanctum is Daniel Drum. Daniel is the twin brother of Jericho oh, Drum, known as the Voodoo Priest Brother Voodoo, who is what the, the Sorcerer Supreme successor of Doctor Strange. Oh, that's so exciting. I never <laughs> knew that. Um, also, in the um, in the Sanctum, uh, they originally had an ebony ebony blade. Oh, uh, but it was removed from the film. You know what? That's fine because it's it, there's there's things happening for that. Yeah, it is. Man, I, I think Kamataj and the Sanctums are a great way of having like secondary Marvel characters who deal in magic, just kind of hanging out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're not necessarily going to get their own movies. Maybe I, I really hope Brother Voodoo does get one. That'd be right. fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's one later that we'll bring up. That's an interesting one. There's just lots of potential for neat cameos. Yeah. Um, but I, I do love a good relic listing. Talking mm. about the stuff of the Living Tribunal, the fucking uh, boost boots and shit. Yeah. I love a good magic item. And the fact that Mordo's just talking about a bunch of them. 
oh, this is the stuff I live for. <laughs> uh, I, I wrote here uh, when when Strange started playing with time. I put when the Wong's gone, the Strange will play with time. I fucking hate you. This is worse than everything collectively that I've ever said. When the Wong's gone, the strange will play with time. It doesn't even rhyme. When the Wong's away, the strange will play, you fuck. No, no. Wong gone. That doesn't even rhyme. That's a soft rhyme at best. If I was Eminem, I'd make it work. Yeah, but you're not. The Wong gone. (laughs) Strange play. All right, DMX, calm down. Um, so when Wong when gonna Str- give it to you <laughs> Oh man I'd listen to an entire MCU themed rap album Of <laughs> stupid parodies I'd hate myself for it but I'd love it uh, When Strange sits down to fuck with time Is that his apple? Yes he's eating it Yeah but like It's already got a bite out of it when he sits down with the book Does it? Yeah I thought, I thought he bought it in No, nah, well he might have but we don't Like we don't necessarily see that, and we don't have to. Films don't have to show me everything that happens in a day, but the fact that it's already sitting there with a bite out of it, I'm like, someone just won't leave that there? And then he picks if- it up and starts eating it. I'm like, that's weird. I've been thinking, um, I wonder if there's uh, a wizard out there who's uh, making endless apples. Think of all the money. You just you give people apples, right? Uh-huh. And then you after they're done, you take the apples back, and you in just, reverse time, and then you sell them again. He just dumpster dive for apple cores. Yeah. Or you could just become a farmer and plant seeds. <laughs> That's that takes time. You got to so wait for the seeds to grow. You, you literally just turn apples. But then you just grab it and you turn it back. It takes. It's instant. You've got another apple. You do have to jump into the garbage as well. I'm I'm a magician. <laughs> no, please do not elaborate. I'm not a wizard That's... anymore. I'm a magician. <laughs> Some sort of warlock. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, well, we get some fun apple tricks. I like mm. the little visual effect they they use to show the apple turning back and forth through yeah. the stages. I don't yeah. know what the deal is there, but it looks neat. It's just CG. It's a yeah. CG apple. But like the way it's done like in stages and it just flicks one to the other instead of being a smooth transition. Yeah. It's cool. Maybe it's not a CG apple. Maybe it's a real thing. Who can say? Hey, Either way, it's a good so, effect. Uh, so uh, Agamotto created the eye? I believe so. Hmm. We get a lot of conflicting reports about where certain items in these movies well, come I from. Well, I mean, d- does that mean... Uh, did he make the... St- did, did he make maybe the case he found for the stone and just put a protective eye shaped yeah. case around it? Yeah, I could buy that. Because uh, like this, this gave me like a similar vibe to uh, the Dark Elves created the ether, right? Like, did they? Did they? I think he's just yeah, he's just created a uh, a, a, a housing for it. For it. A housing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I can get behind that. Agamotto seems like a cool guy. They call him like. The father of the mystic arts, which, mm-hmm. I mean, if anyone can hold an infinity stone, I guess that would be that guy. For sure. Uh, we get Mr. Doctor. We do get Mr. Doctor. Who's on first? <laughs> Who's on first? 
I love some classic fucking comedy. And it, it's it goes, strange. Yes, well, Maybe. I suppose. Who am I to judge? <laughs> the fact that they not only go for the who's on first, but then play it forward and do another. It's so good. <laughs> Shit, what a good line. <laughs> and also, uh, I feel like it. we haven't said anything about it yet because he's barely been on screen. But Mads Mikkelsen is very good. He yeah. doesn't get a lot to do in this, but he's... He's a weird and threatening presence, mm-hmm. but he's also kind of charming. He's he's Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> oh, I also forgot to mention that uh, uh, one of the majors at Kamataj is Tina uh, Minoru. Yep, Tina Minoru, uh, who's the who's the mother of Nico, a member of the the Runaways. Yep, wielder of the staff of one. Yes. That Which is exactly... will make an appearance later. Yes. Um... There is a bit. No, there's a lot of bits in this uh, fight scene. How, what do you think of the action in this movie? You know, there's not a whole lot. Uh, because it is all, like, uh, mystical, there's not a whole mm-hmm. lot of, like, hand-to-hand stuff. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of works in that they don't have to do a, a lot of uh I don't need to see realistic impacts. I just need to see you doing weird, cool shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, there's so- a lot of wall running. There's a lot of there is a lot of hallway turning. There's a bit in this particular sequence where Cassilius like grabs the hallway, that's mm-hmm. and he just yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. turns it and wrestles <laughs> around. around, around. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Um, also, there's a, <laughs> there's a part where Strange goes goes around a corner and knocks over like a shelf or something. <laughs> Yes, and, and runs away, and then Caecilius just comes around the corner and just runs on the wall over the I top need, of it. I need to point out that this happens literally minutes after Caecilius stands on the ceiling. <laughs> He's like, just stands still. He's not in motion or anything. <laughs> this will stop him. Yeah, this dresser will stop the man who can walk on fucking walls. <laughs> um, it's so funny. One thing that gets me about this movie is that his like. His zealots, his followers, mm-hmm. are all extremely miffed about being set back. None of them look super angry except for that one guy who explodes. <laughs> sure. Um, yes. But, like, Doctor Strange uh, gravity dropkicks some bitch into the Sahara. <laughs> right. And, like, she's running for the door to get back, and mm-hmm. he changes the setting on the door, and the door disappears. And we just get this shot of her in the desert just being all huffy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. There's a bit later on where time's doing some wibbly wobbly shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it might be the same woman or it's a different woman who looks very similar. Gets mm. trapped behind a, a window in a building. And she's very like clearly still completely capable of moving in the scene. <laughs> and she just looks kind of kind of frustrated like, I'm stuck behind this breakable glass. I don't know what the fuck's going on with your zealots, Cassilius. You gotta hire better, man. <laughs> they're they're kind of dumb. <laughs> Let's face they're, it. They're very dumb. Uh, the dude, the dude who uh, Strange Ghost murders is about as himbo as they fucking come. Hmm. We'll we'll get to there. But, we, we will. Uh, but uh, there's what still is so that? much stuff. There's the forever hallway. That's mm-hmm. a fun bit. Yeah. This this whole sequence uh, in the sanctum. Is uh is again? It's fucking cool. Like all this playing with the uh, 
dimension. I don't know. Uh, like a uh, liminal space sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. All that you stuff the, is really cool. You get the cool hero shot where Strange like falls over a balcony and the, the cloak of levitation like picks him up and he's floating and there's a dramatic wind gust and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fucking mm-hmm. cool. And if you're watching it on Disney+, Plus, I believe that's one of the IMAX shots. Yeah, so I watched it on Disney Plus today, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of a lot of IMAX. There is a lot, and it's mostly in bits with like the cool visual effects, mm-hmm. which I can appreciate. Yeah. Um, the cloak of levitation gives me big Aladdin magic carpet vibes. Yes, I love that. It's very same. That that cloak don't fuck around when he's beating the shit out of that dude. He's just wrapped around his head. He's just <laughs> fucking, fucking <laughs> beating the shit out of him. He really goes to town on that fucker. He does. Like, he like not only is trying to suffocate him, he's whipping the shit out of his fucking head into the ground. It's yeah. brutal. <laughs> oh. It's very good. Um, and then uh, Caecilius gets fucking uh, dealt with momentarily. What is with that weird torture <laughs> capture device thing? I have to assume that the uh, wizards of Kamataj are just kinky motherfuckers. I guess so. They're really into <laughs> BDSM. Break out the ro- break robo- out the rigid the rigid body cage. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a great name for it. I do love that he's like the RBC. talking and threatening Strange with the fucking mouth covering on. So he and you know he's hardly been in the movie up to this point, but then he makes a pretty good case for himself. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't mind living forever. Sure, why not? Yeah, look, everyone says that. Uh, give it a, like a hundred, two hundred years. Most people will back out of that deal. I mean, as long as I don't age, age. That's mm. what I mean. You really got to work out the fine print with your uh, warlock patron there. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, look. As far as villain motivations go, it's a fine motivation. Uh, it, it does get a bit mustache twirly, mm-hmm. um, especially since we really only hear about Caecilius's tragic backstory from other people, and he right. never really touches on it that much. Right. Well, he, he um, just he does he don't want to talk about it. Yeah, he's all business now. He just wants yeah. to uh, defeat time. Time is the enemy. Time is a fucking insult. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, yeah, time. Big theme in this movie. Uh, we get to the hospital. Uh, yes, it, after Strange is stabbed. After Strange gets stabbed, he goes to the hospital. And uh, there's a woman there, and she's like, do you need help, sir? And at first I was like, is this a different hospital? This lady just keeps calling him sir. He worked here at one point. but then, He's got a goatee. He's completely different. But then I was like, it has been like a while. So she could be new. Yeah, anywhere between like six months and five years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anywhere between that very short short amount of time. Yes. Um. So yeah, that was that was something I noticed. Uh, but uh, this. But the also, he's dressed like a good. fucking weirdo, man. Yeah, he is. the The hospital, all this hospital stuff is is fun. Uh, she, uh, Christine's trying to keep him alive, and, and he's got to fight the as a ghost. Yeah, the, the everybody's the like ghost foo fighting in the background. Yep. Uh, all really cool, and then uh, he leaves through a portal, and she's like, "Oh, portal! Wow, crazy!" And then the mob scares her. <laughs> and the mob scares her, which apparently 
uh, was a real thing that happened on on set. Like it, it wasn't planned; it just <laughs> happened, and it oh, she, she actually got scared. That. So I, it looks like a realistic fucking jump, right? Um, I like that. I, I really hope that that is actually completely unplanned uh, coincidence. Because the internet yeah, wouldn't really lie like to me. That. No, no, never, never, never. Uh, nope, not once. Hey, uh, how's that game that's totally Silent Hill? The game that's totally Silent Hill. That one that you were convinced was Silent Hill, that the internet told you was Silent Hill. Oh, Abandoned. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. What an apt name. It is an apt name. You're right. Oh. Uh, that whole idea, that whole company is abandoned, I think. Anyway, this is so, a different uh, podcast. Yeah, that really is. Uh, assisting with your own surgery as a ghost is something I've never seen before. So, you know, props to Doctor Strange for showing me new shit. Yeah. Strange and Mordo become disillusioned with the Ancient One after Caecilius reveals that her long life has come from her own use of Dormammu's power. Caecilius mortally... Oh, are you, are you shocked? I'm so shocked. Caecilius mortally wounds the Ancient One and escapes to Hong Kong. All right. The Ancient One tells Strange that he too will have to break the rules to balance out Mordo's steadfast nature before dying despite the best efforts of Strange and a bewildered Palmer. Uh, okay. So uh, this... Uh, they get another fight scene. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, playing with all the mirror dimension. Yeah, lots really of cool fun Escher-esque architecture. Yes. Lots of folding staircases. There's one particular shot of like a big intersection with cars driving on both sides of mm-hmm. the, like the upside and the downside of the road. Yeah. It's very cool looking. That is really good. And uh, we get Stanley's cameo here. Yeah, bus man. He laughs at a book on a bus. Um but the so, book he laughs at is like some fucking like weird astral projection. Like it's I'm about very to much. Yeah, oh, please tell me. In Stanley's cameo, he's shown reading Aldous Huxley's book, *The Doors of Perception*, originally written in 1954 about Huxley's mescaline uh, drug trip and the psychedelic world he saw. Much like what viewers see in this movie, the movie credits uh, acknowledge the 1954 version by Huxley and the 1982 version by his wife Laura Huxley. The book has three eyes arranged vertically with different images in the center circles, perhaps chosen because they are reminders of the three sanctum sanctorums of New York, London, and Hong Kong. Well, that's <laughs> neat. That's cool. Um, uh, this was also, uh, according to James Gunn, Stanley's cameo in this film is one of four that uh, were filmed in one day. Uh, Gunn said that he filmed three, being this film, Guardians of the Galaxy, and another title uh, that may uh, this one doesn't mention doesn't mention what the other one was, but whatever other movie was close this time. Um, was several one liners. Was, was it the Tony Stank one? No, it was another movie that comes after this. Okay, Spider Man. Yes, Homecoming. Yes. Several one-liners with Lee were filmed and considered, but the one in the film was chosen by Scott Derrickson himself. I like it. It's simple. It's quick. It's inconsequential, but it's yeah. very Stanley. It's it's fine. Not his best, but it's no, it's a, no. It's a fine well, how could anyone top Tony Stank? Exactly. Not even Stan the man himself. 
I've put, yeah, more Mirror Dimension fun times. Inception who? Yeah, I was like, I think I've got, uh, yeah, Mirror Dimension feels very Matrixy slash uh, Inception. Yes. Lots of, I think, uh, I think the Matrix thing specifically was like the liquid, there's like a liquidy uh, feel to one of the walls. Like there's mm-hmm. an impact on it and it just like sends out a ripple. Right. Um. So, there's um, a bit during this fucking chase in the mirror dimension mm-hmm. where Strange says, this was a mistake, and we pan over to see Mordo giving him the biggest fucking side eye, like, That's yes, just- you fucking think so? Because Mordo at the beginning of the scene says, this this isn't a good idea or something. And and <laughs> so, yeah, when Strange says it later, he says, this was a mistake. And yeah, Mordo just looks at him like, Are you fucking serious? I just said that. I just said that. I like that uh, preceding preceding this bit, just after Strange leaves the hospital, but before they get into the mirror dimension for the big fight, they're having mm-hmm. this chat with the ancient one. Uh, Mordo's, you know, showing some ruthlessness, saying like he'd fucking kill all of these people if he had a chance. Um, and Doctor Strange, you know, doing his Doctor correction once again, but with an actual reason this time, being like, "Hey, I swore an oath to never take a life. What the fuck? I just mm-hmm. killed a man." Uh, lots of good character stuff in there. And then the Ancient One leaves immediately after saying you'll need more reinforcements. And then the Sanctum is attacked. <laughs> Why did she leave? <laughs> oh, silly Ancient One. Then she gets fucking wrecked. Oh, God, doesn't she just? <laughs> like, it's not enough for her to just land on the ground. She also has to go through a pane of glass. Yeah, so she gets <laughs> stabbed, booted through a portal, fall through the sky, hits a pane of glass, and then slumps on the fucking ground. It is, like, it is not a uh, a gory scene no. by any means. No. But it is the most surprisingly brutal, grievous injury <laughs> that I've ever seen in the MCU. Yeah, it really is. Like, like Rhodey falling out of the sky is bad. It feels bad to watch that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, like, I didn't cringe when he hit the ground. I was like, ooh, that looks rough. Mm-hmm. When I see the ancient one hit that pane of glass and go through. I'm like, Oh, she's not wearing any armor. No, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. So we get her death scene uh, and like the scene where she's talking to, to strange and like the, she, they're outside and like the rain's going slow and like, the yep, and starting and the snow and that's lightning. like one of my favorite scenes in the entire MCU. It's, Isn't it just one of the most gorgeous things? It's so fucking good. And then and then just the dialogue. I'm not ready. No one ever is. We don't get to choose our time. Death is what gives life meaning. To know your days are numbered. Your time is short. You'd think after all this time I'd be ready. But look at me. Stretching one moment out into a thousand. Just so that I can watch the snow. It's really uh, fucking good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's really good. It's delivered with a lot of weight. Um, so this entire time at Kalmatage, the Ancient One's been telling Strange that he needs to, to, to gain control, he needs to relinquish control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of that conversation is echoed here. Um, it's, it's, I feel like this is where it sort of clicks for him, yeah. that he needs to just kind of go with it and... Uh, maybe not try and be so controlling of everything. Forget about your dumb, shaky hands. Yeah, uh, a lot of it is like 
it clicks because it's told to him in the context of him losing a patient, which is something he's never done before. Right. Uh, like it's it's sort of uh, shaken him to his core mm-hmm. and opened him up to this uh, new idea, new way of thinking about things. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just acted really fucking well. Uh, and the visuals of that scene with the lightning <clears throat> crashing really slowly and everything branching out. and mm-hmm. It's just very, very cool. It's very good. And then... Uh, <laughs> this is the cloak like wipes his tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop. He suits up. <laughs> Stop. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he's suiting up. He's washed his hands. He's getting ready for business. He pulls up. He pops his collar. And then after being rigid for like a split second, the collar mm-hmm. wipes his tears. And he's like, <laughs> just, just like, get the fuck off me. Stop. It's it's very good. That cloak has so much personality. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and um, they continue that uh, in the future. It's really good. Yeah, so uh, coming out of this scene, I believe we have more synopsis. Strange and Mordo arrive in Hong Kong to find Wong dead and the sanctum destroyed with the dark dimension already engulfing Earth. Strange uses the eye to turn back time and save Wong before creating an infinite time loop inside the dark dimension that traps himself and Dormammu in the same moment forever. After killing Strange many times to no avail, Dormammu reluctantly agrees to leave Earth if Strange breaks the loop, taking Caecilius and his zealots with him, which grants them their immortality, but at a horrific cost. Yep. So before they actually go to Hong Kong, there's a little bit of a one-on-one between Strange and Mordo, mm-hmm. uh, where we get, you know, uh, I guess the the conclusions to their respective character arcs. Strange's uncertainty in his path and the Ancient One and all of this Kamatage stuff is resolved, but Mordo's yep. faith is shaken. So mm-hmm. we're both sort of flipped on that. Yes. Uh, I love a bit of, oops, too late, heroes. Shit's Sames. fucked. Yeah, you got they get the- just a minute or two too late. Whoopsie. Oh dear. <coughs> oh, hey, there, there's Nico Minoru and her, or not Nico Minoru, her mum and her staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, so yes, we get there and we've got uh, it's the big sky thing happening. <laughs> yeah, big, big sky, sky beam. Uh, it is a very like groovy looking sky thing. I'll give him that. Yeah, that's something. And it's not a bit. It's not a beam, you know. It's just. It's just the sky just is like weird giant molecules that up. are tearing space and time. Yeah, uh, it was very cool. But then, fucking time goes backwards, and they they do a fucking fight scene while everything's going backwards around them. So eat shit, Tenet. <laughs> this is yeah, way eat, better. Eat shit movie that wouldn't come out for five years. This this one scene is better than that entire movie. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pay that. That's fair. Uh, yeah, it's very cool. There is a bit in this scene where a woman goes from being dead on the ground to reverse missile launching through the windshield of a car <laughs> that's crashing in reverse, and it's the fucking sickest. It's really good. All of the yeah, everything. This is happens. also where we get one of Cassilius's followers being like trapped inside a building that's being de destroyed, mm-hmm. reconstructed back around them as they're fighting up some scaffolding and mm-hmm. she just looks kind of miffed. Yeah. It's like, damn, I can't participate in this fight anymore. Oh, I'm so mildly upset. Uh, the end sequence includes Derrickson's playful riff on the citywide destruction that typically ends Marvel movies. In this case, instead of 
Oh, here, there's a quote. In this case, instead of te- tearing up a city, I wanted to put a city back together. So that's what he did. And uh, it's it's very fucking cool. And then, obviously, yeah. we get... Uh... Romamu, I've come to bargain. You've come to die. <laughs> fucking got him, Dormammu. <laughs> Speaking of getting wrecked, he got wrecked harder than the fucking ancient one that that time. Jesus Christ. Yeah, look, he gets a lot of rough deaths there. <laughs> uh, I, I find it interesting to note that we don't know how long Strange is in there. We see a, a lot of him dying. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. We see a lot of that. Confused Dormammu is very good. <laughs> it is. It's so it's funny. It's like his facial expressions like, hang the fuck on. It's so funny. I've never experienced deja vu before. <laughs> the villain in this movie is taken care of just through utter confusion and so, not, what the not fuck? understanding anything. What do you mean time? What? And he's, and he's still out there. He yeah, hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, he's just like, man, I don't want to go fuck with that guy. He's got time on his side. <laughs> I couldn't possibly th- try and take over Earth again. That time guy is there. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck him. Fuck time. Um, <laughs> hey, man, using time as a weapon, it's all part of the theme. Time is a mm-hmm. is a big deal. Use yep. time as a weapon. We've got time reversal shenanigans. As you said, all of the fucking Hong Kong stuff going backwards is super cool. One of Kaecilius's goons gets a fucking manhole cover to the face yeah it's fucking hilarious oh it's, <sighs> it's such a good sequence and then yeah i've come to bargain strange wins by letting himself fail perhaps forever i put the domamu thing is great winning without fighting just being annoying <laughs> just just annoy the villain it's not even like it is it is being annoying but also like you can't go and do anything else this is it you and me forever yeah mm. i might not I might be losing this entire time, but you're not winning. Right. This is it. You didn't win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's so fucking good. It's it's uh, great that they d- didn't just go with a fucking fight, have a f- mystical fight or whatever at the end. Well, like, they, they just, do get like a tiny bit of that in there. Sure, but, but it, um, it's mostly he wins. Magical just by, solutions to magical problems. Yeah. Uh, I'm being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> being annoying exactly uh, but yeah i like that i've come to bargain the whole winning by letting himself fail and die maybe <laughs> forever it's indefinite at that point he doesn't know if it's actually going to work yeah exactly um is like the ultimate culmination of relinquishing control and realizing that it's not about him mm-hmm. uh yeah. so character arc achieved we've done it folks good job steven yeah you, you grew as a person Disgusted by Strange and the Ancient One's disregard for the consequences of defying nature, Mordo severs all ties to Kamataj and departs on his own. Strange soon returns the eye, which Wong calls an Infinity Stone, to Kamataj and then takes up residence in the New York Sanctum to continue his studies. Yeah, so Mordo's off to do villainship, presumably. (laughs) Well, yes. We'll never see it, but he's he's out there. He's doing stuff. I mean, we see a little bit. Here in the post-credits. Yeah, yeah, he does. That is horrible what he does. Months later, Strange is visited at the Sanctum by Thor, who has brought his brother Loki to Earth to search for their father, Odin. Strange agrees to help on the condition that they will return immediately to Asgard. 
Elsewhere, Mordo visits Pangborn and steals the energy he uses to walk, stating his intention to stop the continued misuse of power by Earth sorcerers. It's fucked. It's so Pangborn fucked. Pangborn gets it so rough for a guy who literally just helped a guy out. Exactly. And he hasn't, as far as we know, he hasn't done anything bad. He's All he's done is gone to, to Kamataj and been able to walk again. <laughs> like He's focused all, he all of this magical energy on being able to walk, which, I mean, yes, if you look at it, in complete black and white terms, is mildly selfish. But, like, fuck off. <laughs> At least he's not using it to open the dark dimension. Right, exactly. Like, on the scale, on the on the sliding scale of things that could be done with magic, using it to walk and live a normal life like the one you had before you were paralyzed horribly, mm. I feel like that's pretty, that's pretty all right. You can do that one. But not going to no. get on your ass for that. But no, Mordo's like, nah, no, fuck that. Too many wizards. Too many <laughs> sorcerers. We have an abundance of warlocks. Get him out of here. Uh, well. Gotta kill more. I, look, I would really love for Mordo to be uh, a proper villain in one of these mm -hmm. movies. That would yep. be great. Please? Please. Maybe one day. Hey, so in that Thor Ragnarok preview, Strange has big gloves. <laughs> He does? I didn't notice. He's got big yellow gloves. They look like fucking yellow rubber gloves for cleaning a toilet. <laughs> okay. That just uh, really stand out to me. Well, when we get to Thor Ragnarok, I will take notice of his big yellow gloves. Uh, we also get Wong's dumb laugh in the post-battle stuff. I forget exactly what he's laughing about. I think... That one? It is, it is almost as <laughs> dumb as that. It's very good. Yeah, I also forget what he's laughing at, but yes, he does have a. I, I think Strange laugh. makes a fucking pun about time. Oh no no no! He makes a joke about how the warnings about this magic are are after the spell, so you should have stolen the whole thing instead of just two right. pages. Uh, you yeah. dumbass. Of course. Well, that oh, is Doctor. Oh yep. We also finally get the culmination of the watch thing. Where Strange starts wearing the broken watch full time, uh, it's like full time. I get it. Ha <laughs> Ah, okay, okay. No, I've got more. I've got more. Uh, <laughs> that one wasn't even like meant to be. You've got to full hold time. that. Hold your dumb laughter, please. Uh, so time's a running theme in the film. The watch also symbolizes Strange's eventual acceptance of a situation. The watch broke at his lowest moment when he's trying to uh, get help in Kamataj. He's down to his last penny. He's desperate. Mm. Uh, the watch breaks and uh, it loses its primary function because, haha, guess what? Broken hands. Funny that. <laughs> All right. Yay. So that is Dr. No, Strange. that's not it. Shut up. I'm still Fucking going. Fucking hell. <laughs> He doesn't wear it again until the end. It still doesn't serve its primary purpose, but it does serve as a reminder of Christine. It's broken, still holds value with a new, like, maybe stronger purpose. There we go. That's not even funny. Fuck off. Oh, all right. Sorry. I got confused. All right. Now let's talk about the stocks and stakes. I just say uh, it like that. I say things weird all the time. Did you have a stroke? I don't know who started last week, so... It was me. Okay, my first Stark is that they fully commit to the mystical side of Marvel and treat it like a serious thing, and they also commit to the crazy visuals that you would expect from a Doctor Strange story. They, they don't make any 
um, the goofy jokes. No one, no one says, "Oh, strange! What a dumb name!" Or you know, you whatever. It's like uh, it's all mystical and it's all taken seriously, and it's a fun time. Good, good job. Look, they make one crack about the strange name, and it's fucking worth it. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's, so it's more confusion it. than making fun of the name, you know? Yeah. Well, it can be both. I guess. When it's, did your uh, first stock? So, firstly, I agree. Uh, I think I think that is very much on the money. Uh, my first stock is that this movie's got very cool visuals. It's very groovy. The mirror dimension, all the fractal effects, fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's awesome use of like vivid color and nightmare imagery. Even just the uh, basic stuff like using the sling rings to create portals and all the glyphs and stuff that they do in the air, the, the fucking cool, um, oh god, what's the, like the embers, the mm-hmm. sparking effect yeah, yeah. is very cool. I love all that shit. I think they fucking nailed all of that. Yeah, I agree. My second stock is that uh, all of the acting is just really great. Everyone's really great in this movie, um, especially uh, Cumberbatch and Swinton. Uh, mm-hmm. The the scenes with the two of them, are, uh, like I said, are like some of, some of my favorites in the MCU. So, good job, everyone, for acting good. Yep, uh, my second stock is very similar. It's just really solid casting all around. Cumberbatch yeah. has a this dryness to him that really sells him as like a know-it-all surgeon with ego problems. Mm-hmm. Swinton's like T- Tilda Swinton. I could you could tell me she's from space, and I would one hundred percent believe you. <laughs> and I think that works for someone called the Ancient One. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wong, Wong is perfection. Gotta he love is. some Wongers. Yeah, uh, and uh, I'm gonna have trouble with this guy's name. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Sure. for Anyway. Uh, yeah, no. He's very, very good. Uh, he gets a couple of moments to be, like, super intense, and that's where he's at his best. So I would, like I said, I would love to see a Doctor Strange sequel where he is, like, a primary antagonist. Yeah. So he gets to, like, really stretch those uh, intensity muscles. Mm-hmm. Don't forget Rachel McAdams, who plays... Of course. Uh, uh, this is the fourth film... In which Rachel McAdams plays a love interest to a man who can travel through or otherwise manipulate time. The it's others a very specific thing to be typecast as were the time traveler's wife, Midnight in uh-huh. Paris, and About Time. In none of these movies uh, does Rachel McAdams' character herself get to participate in these time travels or manipulations. What a strange thing to be typecast as! <laughs> it is. That's so she, specific. She must just get scripts that like a, a time related, and she's like, "Oh, oh yeah, shit, we got this. some kind of weird time romance in this." It's either look, it's either Rachel McAdams or Sandra Bullock. Sure. Um. Yeah. No, Rachel McAdams is cool. I always like seeing her and stuff, and mm. she's very likable. She is. Now for the stanky, smelly, dirty, filthy stanks. What was your first stank? Uh, they could have given the pre-accident strange some time to show his colors. You know, everyone kind of hates him, but we don't really like, like he's, he's like a bit, a bit of a douche. He's like, he's up himself, but he's not like, he's not hateable. You know, he's, he's not he's the not, worst. He, he's not an outwardly bad person, but he is a douchebag. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't know, maybe more time before 
making him uh, go off the rails and uh, lose his hands or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, nice. I can agree to that. That's that's pretty accurate, I think. What's your first stake? My first stake is uh, we got the, the mirror villain thing going on. We've got we Evil sure Doctor do. Strange doing vaguely evil stuff and being mildly uh-huh. sympathetic, but not really because of anything that we've been shown or like we've been told some stuff, but not by him. And he just isn't there for a lot of it. We, yeah, we barely see Kaecilius outside of conflict. Yeah. And uh, Dormammu as like an overarching big bad is a name for 90% of the movie. Yep. There's just not a lot of depth there, which is a shame. And it's a shame that Mads Mikkelsen is the actor who's sort of getting wasted there. Yeah, well, that's that's my second stake, is that another wasted villain, not just Kaecilius, but also Dormammu. Uh, as much as I like Dormammu being annoyed to the point where he just doesn't want anything to do with Earth anymore, uh, he just he's, he's still out there, um, you know, he, and has yet to reappear. Uh, but yeah, like the the villains, just uh, again, they're just kind of there. The good one. thing about um, the good thing about Dormammu just kind of fucking off and not necessarily being destroyed is that there's always room for that to come back as a more fleshed out thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially with, you know, Multiverse Madness ending the way that it did, we have some potential ways back into the Dark Dimension to do some stuff, which, hey, maybe we'll get, like, full-on crazy shit Dormammu. Hopefully. We'll see how we go. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, nah. It's, it's, a, it's a real problem, that villain problem. <laughs> it is. What's your second stink? Uh, my second stank is that being an origin, we kind of don't get a chance to get too weird. We get to do some weird stuff visually. Yeah. But uh, this is pretty by by the books, I think. Mm-hmm. This is an origin story by numbers. Uh, yes. And, you know, that's fine. It gets the job done. And with something as weird as Doctor Strange, I can understand not wanting to go fucking full bore into strangeness. But right. uh, I also would have loved to have seen it get fucking weird. Sames, but uh, they you got to ease people into this uh, this side of the Marvel universe, I guess. I guess. What? Here's a question for you. Now that we've had stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy, Eternals, Doctor Strange, mm. the later Thors being weirder and wilder, yeah. Do you think we need to ease people into that anymore? No, I don't think so. I think you could just. Do some dumb shit and and people will buy it these days. So you think a brother voodoo movie could get weird right off the bat? I think so. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Let me let me call uh, Jordan Peele. <laughs> All right, off you go. All right. Can I have his number? Absolutely not. Oh damn it! People, people. <laughs> are you? What are you? What phone are you using? <laughs> uh, it's a uh, it's an old Nokia. Oh, it sounds like it. <laughs> So that's the Starks and Stanks. Now we come to the part of the show where we rank Doctor Strange. I really appreciate you uh, like stretching out the word rank there so that I can get my list up because I should have been prepared, but I was not. Number one, we have the Winter Soldier. Number two, Iron Man 3. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number four, Captain America Civil War. Number five, Avengers. Number six, the first Avenger, Ant-Man, Iron Man, Thor, Age of Ultron, Incredible Hulk, 
The Dark World, Iron Man 2. Yep, that's correct. You see how you get to a point and you're just like, ah, I don't want to say the entire Yeah, I can't be doing anymore. that. I can't be doing that. Okay, yeah, especially not now. Week. We've got fucking 14 of them. So I'm going first? Yes. Where do you want to put Doctor Strange? So Doctor Strange, in my mind, has always been of a similar quality, if not greater, than the original Iron Man. They're mm-hmm. both... They're both really solid origin films, uh, both yes. very similar characters. They just occupy a lot of the same brain space. So right. as an opening bid, I'm happy putting Doctor Strange at number eight. Just above Iron Man. Just maybe above Iron Man. Man. Yeah. You're saying Doctor Strange is better than Iron Man. I think it might be. Uh, it's definitely got a lot more style to it, and a lot more pizzazz. Mm. Uh, it's got those cool like mirror dimension things going on. It's got the cool kaleidoscope shit and the fucking nightmare imagery. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same like witty banter as Iron Man One did, but it does have some very good like well written scripted dialogue. Well, I'm glad you said that because that's where I was going to put it. So let's put it there. <laughs> hey, that's an easy one. Congratulations, Doctor Strange. You are now number eight. Yes, number eight of 14. All right, so the new Just above Iron Man, just behind Ant-Man. We have Winter Soldier, Iron Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy, Civil War, Avengers, First Avenger, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Thor, Age of Ultron, Incredible Hulk, Dark World, Iron Man 2. Wow, that was painless. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these are going to be uh, fairly easy to sort of come to an agreement on. Like, the finer points of where something sits. Because, like, I could have gone Iron Man over Doctor Strange uh, if if you'd pushed for it, but you didn't. So You know what? Fine. You you made it good enough. I was, I was thinking putting Doctor Strange under Iron Man, but, yeah, like, I really like the the characters and the um they they both a, have like villain issues so we can't yeah we can't give either of them points for that no um i so, do think uh strange definitely has a stronger character arc in this uh yeah plus you got that gorgeous lightning scene with the yeah you do really good dialogue good stuff of, and the creepy finger hand fingers <laughs> yep yeah the, finger hand fingers clinched it for me <laughs> the creepy visuals uh yeah like there's there's little like tiny little bits and pieces of horror movie poking in here mm-hmm. uh and it, oh, i'd really love to see a horror director get its hands on dr strange oh wow if only if only could you imagine well i mean I scott derrickson not. he's a horror director so i i i don't know i don't know the name you know me i'm bad with names especially directors well, uh, he did Sinister. Uh, he just had the Black Phone come out this year. I've heard good things about that. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like it's good. Hey, uh, and that's got uh, Ethan Hawke in it, doesn't it? It does, yeah. <laughs> wow, the weird connections this universe makes. Uh, Deliverance from Evil, which I haven't seen, but I hear is not amazing. But, uh, you know, yeah, Black good, Phone. Good track and- record is what I'm hearing. Black, black, black phone and sinister. Uh, I hear are, are both good. So okay. he's gone back to his horror. And, uh, well, 
it'd be really cool to see like more horror in Doctor Strange is what I'm saying. I agree. Absolutely. If only there were a film that would do that. If only. We can only dream. But for now, we have to live with this one. What's uh what's the next movie? Uh I, I is believe it Guardians 2. I believe it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Let me just double check. Yeah, don't well, let's not be putting falsehoods onto the internet. We know no, the internet doesn't lie. Exactly. You can't just tell a lie. That mop 100% fell unintentionally in that scene and scared the shit out of uh, Rachel McAdams. I need yes. to believe that. Exactly. I, yes. If someone told me that was a lie, I would just, I would die on the spot. Oh, wow. Joel, don't do that. Goddamn. No. Uh, we got Guardians so many of episodes Galaxy... of this left to record. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 will be the movie we talk about next week. You got any uh you got any thoughts a week ahead of that one? I remember liking it more than the first movie. I uh have very very strong opinions on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. All mostly very positive. Mhm. Um, it's very good. That fucking that uh, in the opening dance number <laughs> with Baby Groot. Uh-huh. A uh, lot of the, look, a lot of the musical scenes in Guardians Volume 2 are exceptional. Yes. And then so, the ending. <laughs> and then the ending. So we will talk about that next week. We sure Very will. Very excited. I'm definitely not going to cry. We, you know what? We only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies until, well, we have seven movies until Endgame. Oh, wow. Wait, seven, yeah. including Infinity War? Yes. Wow. That's not very long at all. But I guess no. that makes sense, right? It's Spider-Man, it's Guardians, it's Thor Ragnarok, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, Black Captain Panther. Marvel, Black Panther, Infinity War. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Well, you'll It'll be, be getting, interesting. Getting down the wire. Yeah, we're catching up. Hurry it up, Marvel. Pump them out faster. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Keep going. Uh, we need more. We, we need don't... more material for our award-winning podcast. No one <laughs> no one look that up. Don't look that up, please. Don't tell people how this, I live. This is the internet. We can't tell lies. We've established this. Yeah, no. Well, I've just uh, manifested that into reality by saying it on the internet. Well, good job. Good job, us, for winning that award. So glad we won. Uh, yep. Thank you all for listening. We will see you again next week to talk about... Guns and Guns, you all into. Bye. Bye. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, Stank, Stank. Genius billionaire playboy. You Stank. You Stank.